بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وان جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ان من احبكم الي واقربكم مني مجلسا يوم القيامه احسنكم اخلاقا وان ابغضكم الي وابعدكم مني يوم القيامه الثثارون والمتشدقون والمتفيهقون قالوا يا رسول الله قد علمنا الثثارون والمتشدقون فما المتفيهقون قال المتكبرون رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن Continuing with this hadith, the discussion we went into much detail yesterday. Jabir radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The most beloved one amongst you to me and the closest to me on the day of judgment will be the one with the best akhlaq and character. The most hated amongst you and the most distanced from me on the Day of Judgment. On the other hand, on the one hand, we in this hadith, we learn the great importance of developing one's akhlaq and character. We are promised the proximity of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we will be the beloved of Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the Day of Judgment. As is wont in most of these ahadith, the converse also is mentioned in other words, the detriment where a person allows his character to decay and does not develop his akhlaq and character. Interestingly, as we mentioned yesterday, Ulama Ikram mentioned, they say, Husne akhlaq, husne kalam ke baghair na mumkin hai. That the development of one's akhlaq and character without gaining control over one's speech, over one's tongue, they say is impossible. And Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, look at the wa'id, the great warning that's found in this hadith. He says, the most hated to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How can, for a person of iman, what greater warning can there be than this? When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, you will be the hated of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi And not just that, You'd be the furthest away from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of judgment. So obviously it is a person who has destroyed his akhlaq and character. But in this hadith, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa describes such a person with three qualities. And as we mentioned yesterday, all three qualities have to do with one's speech. In other words, not gaining control over one's tongue. These terms, أَثَّرْثَارُونَ وَالْمُتَشَدِّقُونَ وَالْمُتَفَيْهِقُونَ What do they actually mean? The word ثَرْثَارُونَ, one interpretation of it is someone who speaks excessively. You'll find there are certain people, whenever they are in a gathering or in a group, they overtake the gathering and they don't give anyone else a chance to speak. They want everyone to listen to them and they're not prepared to listen to anyone else. This is one meaning which ulama Ikram give of Atharun. The second thing which Rasulullah Sallallahu mentions Al-Mutashaddiqun. In the commentary of this Mufassirin have mentioned or Muhadithin have mentioned Yatakallamu bimil ifihi A person who speaks with a full mouth. 
what this means, sometimes you'll find people that today, unfortunately, it has become, instead of the exception, it's become the norm, where people speak with a twang, and they speak with an affected, not really, but they make it up, an affected accent. And they think this is part of culture. Whereas we learn in this hadith, this is in fact an indication of one's akhlaq being destroyed. It is detrimental to one's akhlaq to speak with a twang, to speak excessively, to speak proudly, to take over a gathering, not give anyone else a chance to speak. And also is mentioned, وَيَأْتِي بِكَلِمَاتٍ غَرِيبَةٍ تُشْكِلُ عَلَيْهِمْ Some people... They make this actually their goal to come up with what we call bombastic language. Language which no one else will understand. And what is the objective behind this? Tushkilo alayhim. To try to impress people and to confuse them. Look at how intelligent I am. Look at the type of words I use. No one else can understand what the person is saying. And unfortunately we find many of us foolishly when we are exposed to such people who use language that no one can comprehend or understand, we think, mashallah, what a brilliant speaker, what a great academic this person is. That is not a sign of intelligence or of being of the academia where you speak in such a way that you, whatever you speak goes over the head of your audience. Intelligence is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at times, absolutely simple people would come in front of him. And they would ask him questions. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa would bring himself down to the level of his audience. And he would speak in such a way, he would use such examples, despite his intelligence. What was the intelligence of Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Wahab bin Munabba describes it. He says, Inna Allah ta'ala lam yu'ti jami'an nas min badi dunya ila inqida'iha min al-aqli fi jambi aqlihi illa kahabbati ramlin bayna rimali dunya. You would say that if the, from Adam alayhi salam to the last person to come before Qiyamah, if the combined intelligence of the entire humanity had to, be, had to be pulled together and equated to one grain of sand, then the aql and intelligence of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would be all the grains of sand on the surface of the earth. This type of intelligence Allah Ta'ala blessed Nabi Apaq sallallahu with. Yet you find in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu such beautiful, simple examples. Classical example, example of this is that Qadada radiyallahu ta'ala narrates Qadima nasum min fuqarail mu'mineen ila Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that once the poor people amongst the believers came to Nabiya Paak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now poor people means what? Simple people, people of the soil, people of the land, farmers by trade, most of them laborers. He said, Ya Rasulullah, the rich people amongst us are going ahead. They are giving sadaqah, they are going for hajj and umrah. They are freeing slaves. We are poor people, we can't afford it. Nabi of Allah, look at the jannah, the akhirat they are making. We are getting left behind. Now, if you look at this question, this is a burning question, the haves and the have-nots. People are, people are devoting their entire lives, pamphleteering, propaganda, how to address this disparity in society, a perceived disparity. Ya Rasulullah, rich are going ahead. Concern of Sahaba wasn't for dunya, that the rich have more wealth than us, so they have 
greater luxuries, no. Or they have greater amenities. The concern was for akhirat. But it is a complex and a burning question. Allah's Rasul look at the way he addresses it. Could have given them some absolutely complex answer. Spoke of not feeling these disparities, etc. The system of Allah Ta'ala, the distribution of Allah Ta'ala. No. What does he say? Ara'aytum. He said, Oh my Sahaba, answer me, tell me, if the wealth of this world that you are referring to, if it had to be piled up one amongst the other, would it reach the heavens? He said, No, we own a be of Allah. So he said, Should I not show you something? Asluhu fil ard wa far'uhu fil sama. The root of it is in this earth, the branches are in the heavens. In other words, what I am going to show you is more valuable than spending the wealth of the entire world. So they said, what is it, O Nabi of Allah? He said, أَن تَقُولُوا دُبَرَ كُلَّ صَلَاةٍ مَفْرُوضًا Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa Allahu akbar, ashram al-raad, فَإِنَّ أَسْلَهُنَّ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَرْعَهُنَّ فِي السَّمَاءِ He said, after every far salah, say ten times, Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar. The root of this is in the earth, the branches are in the heavens. In other words, Allah will give you more reward than spending the combined wealth of the entire world. But such a simple example Allah's Rasulullah uses. Not complex terms. So coming back to this expression, he said, Al-Mutashaddiqoon, Al-Mutashaddiqoon ya'ti bi kalimatin gharibah tushkilu alayhim. People that excel in bringing confusing, bombastic language to confuse people. This goes against the grain of akhlaq and character. In fact, my good friend used to come in Jamaat with us. He passed away. Allah for his cover with nur. He used to give this humorous example. He said, when I was a little boy in school, my teacher told me to prepare one composition. So I took a thesaurus and I started looking for all the big, big words. And I wrote totally confusing thing. So he says, my teacher taught me a lesson that I remembered for the rest of the life, of my life. Because he wrote a comment on that which I had prepared. And he said, in promulgating your esoteric cogitation, or shall I say psychological observation, I find that you excel in the usage of empty tintinabulations and this behoves me to bash you on your proboscis. So he said, from that day I made tawbah and I stopped this. So coming back to this hadith, my respected brothers, Allah's Rasul sallallahu said, the most hated one amongst you, the most distant from me, is the one who will employ this type of speech, talk excessively, overtake a gathering. Use confusing words, bombastic language. Don't give anybody else a chance to speak. Whatever, what, what is described in this hadith is somebody naturally everyone would have an aversion to. You don't want to mix with such a person. You don't even see such a person. This is what Nabi Abbas describes. The third word Nabi Salaam used, وَالْمُتَفَيْهِقُونَ Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, we understand the first two, Atharun wal Mutashaddiqun. Famal Mutafayhiqun. What is Mutafayhiqun? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Al Mutakabbirun. This is the crux. And this third term sums up Al Mutakabbirun, the proud and the arrogant. People who are proud and arrogant in their speech, who when talking adopt an arrogant manner in speech in order to display their so-called superiority over others. So do not speak articulately and eloquently merely to show off your oratory skills or to impress superiority on others or to try to make others look stupid and foolish and try to show that you are very, very intelligent. Allah said, this is the most hated person to me. 
and the most distant from me on the day of judgment who will employ these type of these type of uh, ploys in one speech but very very importantly not to lose the message of the hadith is the importance of akhlaq and character and the direct connection and link which akhlaq and character has with our speech and the manner we adopt when we associate with others like a stoic's manner